0: Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton.
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. I'm on a mission to help you reclaim your freedom and create your ideal business lifestyle. As the number one authority on proven profitable processes, I help you get your business under control, grow yourself and your team so that your business works for you and your team, giving you more money, more time and less stress. And if you'd like to know more, I invite you to visit shirleydalton.com. In my role as, t- as radio and TV show host, I bring you additional experts to help you improve your business and your life. And today you're going to discover how to have a successful selling conversation as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, as we talk with founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement, and of course in Business Miracles, Heather Dominic. Welcome, Heather.
2: Thank you so much, Shirley. I'm so happy to be here with you today.
1: Uh, Yes. Well, I'm really looking forward to today because I can really resonate with being a highly sensitive entrepreneur. And as I was reading your material and researching, I'm going, that's me. That's me. So... (laughs) (laughs)
2: we're gonna have a good conversation then
1: (laughs) We, we are and so for and listeners if if you um may or may not resonate with being a highly sensitive entrepreneur even if you're not i can tell you you will be working with them in some format or living with them in some format so this is going to be very relevant to you as well yes so Heather I always start by just giving a little bit of background for our listeners so I'll just read out your bio bio for people so you've been described as a woman who is impressively successful and highly spiritual it's almost like the two don't go together <laughs> <laughs> they do now <laughs> exactly <laughs> So a former high school drama teacher, you collaborated with none other than Bette Midler, a graduate of NYU where you received your first coach training. You were also the winner of the 2015 Best of Manhattan Coaching Award. And in 2014, you won the Stevie Award for your virtual event, A Course in Business Miracles, 21-day discovery series that attracted close to 6,000 official registrants from all around the world including Iceland, Nigeria, Russia, Asia, South America, Australia, Europe and the US. You've appeared on Lifetime television and been published in numerous books including Stepping Stones to Success alongside Deepak Chopra. As an exceptional facilitator and teacher, you are known for creating a safe, sacred community for true transformation whether you're teaching a Business Miracles class delivering training online or in person or mentoring members of your Business Miracles community. In your various mentoring programs, you've helped thousands of highly sensitive entrepreneurs release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears and learn how to build their businesses in a way that actually feels so good that they can't help but create solid, sustainable, high-level financial success. Now, I'm super excited. (laughs)
3: I'm
2: like... So appreciate the way that you just went through all of that, because it's really valuable for me to be like, oh yeah, I did do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me.
2: (laughs) I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh,
1: You're welcome. So, Heather, when I did my research for our interview today, I was blown away when learning about highly sensitive entrepreneurs. In fact, you mentioned that highly sensitive entrepreneurs as children are often told to stop being so sensitive or that they're a crybaby. And I was reading that and going, yes, yes, I got all of that. My mum used to call me a Um, booby (laughs) booby. So tell us more. What does it mean to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur?
2: Yes, of course. Well, the short answer is that a highly sensitive entrepreneur is a person who's highly sensitive, who has chosen to be self-employed, which of course leads to the longer answer, which is what does it really mean to be highly sensitive? And that's a term that was coined by founding researcher, Dr. Elaine Aron, and her research and study in the early 1990s. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And what she is that there are literally 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. So what I always like to say is that it's not something that your parents did to you. It's (laughs) not something you caught on the playground, or it's not because of that weird purple drink you had at that college party. (laughs) Um, It's literally how you were born into the world. And what that means is that your nervous system, as a person who's highly sensitive, sensitive is wired differently than a person who is not. So any type of stimulation, whether it be uh, outside stimulation, noises, smells, uh, anything that has to do with vision, or even just energy has a greater impact on your nervous system. So someone who's not highly sensitive, um, you know, they might not find something you know not really stimulating or overwhelming at all maybe take like you know a standard rock concert but a person who is highly sensitive will just have a reverberation of that experience literally throughout their entire system often you know kind of creating a fuzzy or foggy connection between what the body is experiencing and how the brain is then processing the information So that's really what it means to be highly sensitive, and then where I come in is, oh my gosh, how do you as a person who might be highly sensitive, how do you then have the world of self-employment go to work for you? And that's everything where it's about being a highly sensitive entrepreneur.
1: And, you know, it, just listening to that, it's like, well, it's fascinating to me and I'm sure it's fascinating to the other 20% of HSEs out there, but also for the 80%, this is how to deal with us because uh, when you mentioned a rock concert, first of all, I'm not real keen for all of those reasons. And mm-hmm. and then when you were talking about outsides and noises and smells and vision and energy I'm really highly sensitive to noise and also Mm -hmm. smells. Like I was Mm -hmm. um, given some perfume the other day and, you know, I accepted it graciously, but I know I'll never wear it. It, You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I can't stand those smells. And so Mm -hmm. it's really interesting that that these are uh, symptoms, I, I suppose you would call them that, or signposts that people can go, wow. There's other people out there like me. I'm not just a weirdo. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. That's what's really, really keen is that most of us who are highly sensitive got the most likely unconscious, maybe sometimes conscious or deliberate message along the way as we were growing up something along the lines of you are a weirdo um, because you experience things differently. And what's so important is that we begin to shift that perception for ourselves. You're not a weirdo. You're just (laughs) wired differently. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's done so much for my self-esteem today, I can tell you. (laughs)
2: Oh, believe me, it's every story for those of us who are highly sensitive. And it's just a matter of what are we going to do about the story once we get clear about it? That's all.
1: Yes. So there's two questions there. Um, how did you know that you were one? And then coming back to what you mentioned a second ago about how do we have this world of self-employment go to work for us?
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, I- I, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but how I discovered that I was highly sensitive was literally through a practical uh, business breakdown and and really, truly a, a dark night of the soul. So it was about eight years ago, and I had been in business um, for about seven years at that time, and I had brought my business across the million-dollar mark for the first time, and I was absolutely miserable. I was completely over exhausted. I was completely overwhelmed. And I had literally the smallest net profit I had ever had to show for it.
1: Wow. And
2: yeah, it was just a really, really dark time. And you know, when I'm sharing this, I always do like to emphasize that that experience that I was having is not because of the amount of income I had generated in my business, but really because of the way that I had gone about generating that income in my business. And so being in that really dark, dark place, it just had me questioning everything. And I really was questioning, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. If this is what success means to be in this industry and, and work in this way, then I don't know if this is really something I can do. And if I'm not doing this, then what am I doing? So I really disconnected from everything in regards to, you know, all of the external um, voices and all of the email lists that I was on and social media that I was connected to. And I really went deeply into a, a deep place of self-inquiry. And in addition to that, I just kept pouring love into the clients that I was working with that time. And so what came out of that was the discovery that I was highly sensitive. I was connected with Dr. Aaron. And when I discovered that I was highly sensitive. First of all, I had never really heard that phrase before that time. Mm-hmm. So, but once I did, I it didn't surprise me so much that I was highly sensitive. But what really surprised me was when I took one of her assessments and I realized realized how highly sensitive I was. And that really had me begin to think more deeply about how it was that I was approaching everything in my life, which of course included my business. And because I've always been a true believer, and it's really one of my foundational principle trainings, that your ideal client is a version of you. I decided to take one of Dr. Aaron's assessments into a group of 25 women entrepreneurs that I was working with in person at the time, and I had them all take the assessment. And lo and behold, every single woman in that room was highly sensitive. And again, that part didn't surprise me so much because I knew those women were a version of me. But what surprised me about that was how much each and every woman in that room did not want to be highly sensitive they really saw it as a weakness and they really saw it as a detrimental label and so that really that really was the moment when I thought to myself okay something really important is happening here we have these really talented coaches and healing practitioners and creative entrepreneurs and if each and every one of them is sensitive, then this really means that we are meant to be going about everything in our business, marketing, selling, operations, in a different way. And that was really the beginning of, again, my own discovery, but then also really the beginning of my own research and development and the mm-hmm. creation, you know, of the great body of work that I have uh, created and continue to create since then. Mm. Uh, yeah, so now I forgot the second question. <laughs>
1: no, no, you've, you've um, the, well, the second one is how, how do we have the world of self-employment go to work? And I think we might take a, a little break and come back to that, but I just want to make some um, comments on what you've just said. I mean, that is just amazing when you, when you think about you had 25 people All highly sensitive, and I'm guessing all highly competent at what they did and got great results, and yet not wanting to own it, you know, not wanting to be like that. Wow. The other thing that really strikes me is uh, how innovative and creative we get when we're faced with a problem, you know, and I find that time after time with businesses is that we can't solve our own problem through somebody else. So in the end, we have to create the solution and then and then it just resonates with other people who are going, oh, yes, thank you.
2: So well said. Absolutely. And often it takes a big knock on the head to get your attention to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, then let's have a look at then how we have the world of self-employment go to work for us. Stay with us and we'll be right back.
3: Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve.
0: Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal Business Lifestyle. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now back to Reclaim Your Freedom.
1: I welcome back. Wow, we are having a really deep and meaningful conversation today with Heather Dominic. She's the uh, creator of A Course in Business Miracles and she's the founder and creator of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. And if you're just joining us, wow, you know, there is so much here about how we end up in our own business if you like generally because we haven't been able to find anyone else to solve our problem and Heather was saying that she went through a dark dark time even though she had brought uh, Seven figures of revenues into her business. She'd had the smallest net profit ever and it wasn't from um, The the work that she was doing, but it was the how how that work came about and so uh sending you then Heather searching and going well if this is what it takes then maybe it's not for me and I can honestly say on a number of occasions I've actually had that same feeling you know I can remember one of my mentors one time she set me to work at nine o'clock at night to put together a workshop for the next day and she was staying with us and she said right I'm off to bed you go and create the workshop and I said and when do I get to sleep and she said you're an <laughs> entrepreneur next year <laughs> Oh yes. So
2: the words that were left out of that conversation were highly sensitive. <laughs> what you just described—that sounds like utter hell to me. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I'm not going to do my best work at nine o'clock at night for the next day. No way.
1: No. And and what we're finding now with the research is that sleep is and rest is just so important that we actually yeah, don't function. So, yes, yeah. yeah. So so tell us then, how do we have this world of self-employment go to work for us? You know, if, well, if we're not I, like the traditional ones of just work harder. Right,
2: right. Which is, I was just going to say, I just so appreciate that story that you just told. I mean, that is really just so much... of. Uh, You know, the epitome of the difference between a non highly sensitive entrepreneur, the other 80%, and a highly sensitive entrepreneur. So, an 80%er, for example, maybe would be super motivated, pumped up on adrenaline, and be able to happily create that workshop at nine o'clock at night for the very next day and a highly sensitive entrepreneur a moment like that will kick them into what I refer to as HSE coping mechanisms um, which I'll talk about in a little bit later but what that really means is that you're coping you're not creating
1: so that's important distinction there
2: so important, and you will absolutely find yourself burnt out business doors shut if you are trying to operate your business only from your coping mechanism. But really, so then what does it mean to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur and how to go about things differently? Well, first and foremost, it means really knowing who you are, being willing to accept that you're highly sensitive. And like you were saying before the break, to be willing to really own that and claim it and then be willing to operate from it. And that's really why, though, you know, I'm often referred to as the founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement, because I am, but my business is called A Course in Business, Miracles, because first of all, I've been a student of the course, A Course in Miracles, which is a psychological and spiritual curriculum uh, for over 30 years now, since my mother passed away when I was 14 years old. And the definition of a miracle, according to the course, is a shift in perception, and that's what's really needed for those of us who are highly sensitive entrepreneurs we must be willing to experience a shift in perception first a shift in perception in terms of how we see ourselves that we are not weak as those 25 women that i was speaking about before the break saw mm-hmm. themselves but Actually, when we learn how to really operate from what I refer to as our HSE strengths, we have these unique superpowers that are available to us. A shift in perception about how you look at your business. Is it there as a torture chamber or is it there as a vehicle for transformation and healing of those who you serve, whether your service or product, and for yourself. And then a shift in perception about the way you go about offering that service through your business and that, for example, going back to your story, that the way does not need to be about sacrifice but the way instead needs to be about the, the conscious, stimulus, uh, stimulating creation. And when you can really step into those shifts in perception, then that really drives how that looks and plays out in a practical way on a day-to-day basis.
1: Okay, so I just want to make sure that I've got that then. So you you were saying there that the uh, Course in Business Miracles, the miracle really is this shift in perception, you know, how we see ourselves. And as you were saying, that we're not weak and that the two most important things there is to know who you are, accept that you are highly sensitive, own it and claim it, and then be willing to operate from it. I love it, yes, so can you give us an example then of how we might operate from it you know because another uh, point that we want to make up here is uh, some of the challenges, and in particular having these successful selling in inverted commerce conversations because You know, I can't tell you how many mentors I've had in teaching me how to have that enrolment conversation. And honestly, uh, to quote another mentor of mine, I would rather stick pins in my eyes than... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And we're back to the torture chamber,
2: right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I hate putting people in their pain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: oh my gosh, I just love all of this so much. So I would say this is really where those HSE strengths that I mentioned come in, as well as the HSE shadows. And I've really identified 12 top both shadows and strengths. So let me just speak to one of the strengths, which is an HSE strength is the ability to be a deep listener. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So when you really, uh, yes, when you really learn to allow that strength to go to work for you in, for example, a selling conversation, and you approach the selling conversation from a place of service rather than sales, you are then able to be in a um, position of guiding a person through a decision making process which is a very different perspective and a different approach to sales than as you mentioned Shirley that most you know 80%ers teach. So if we take the pain point that you mentioned earlier mhm and like I would rather stick you know pins in my eyes than you know have somebody be in their pain when you're approaching the selling conversation again From that deep listening, from a place of service, then when it comes to the quote unquote pain, or as I refer to as the person's gap, it really just becomes about a curious conversation to learn more about what is causing this person difficulty. And in order for you to be able to support this person and being able to access their vision or solution, it only makes sense that you learn more. So you're not questioning from this place of pummeling them into their pain, (laughs) but you're questioning just literally to be able to excavate and listen deeply. And then of course, how you then use what they've shared with you to, again, be of service and support them and guiding them through the decision-making process. And that's just a little bit in regards to how I've designed a selling conversation that is meant to be used by highly sensitive entrepreneurs that plays to our HSE strengths. And it looks and it feels very different. And, again, I love that you said about the pins in my eyes because, um I hear from so many of my mentees, my community members, that they go from absolutely just despising a selling conversation to like loving it. And not only do they love it, but they receive feedback from their prospects, and this is really always what just warms my heart the most, is they receive feedback from their prospects thanking them for that selling conversation. And I've even heard thanking them, thanking the HSE for one of like the most spiritual experiences they've ever had. So that's quite a shift, wouldn't you say?
1: Um, <laughs> absolutely, I've got goosebumps as you're telling me that and it just ran all the way up my spine then. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, so that that says truth there. So that's just one example, right, of what it would look like to operate in your business differently.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's really interesting because, as you say, um, one of my strengths is listening. And so when I have a conversation with people, that's mostly what I do. And so for me to to do what the 80% do and then control the conversation and ask this question and then ask that question, and I just think, oh, God, people will tell you, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so interesting because, like, even when you just describe that, like, the first part, like, it feels the energy is light, and then you describe the 80%er way, and I just kind of get tired.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah and i often wonder whether you're actually listening to if you're focused on the next question it's a bit like our interview some of our uh, journalists yeah i'm not a trained journalist i'm just a really good listener and sometimes you see journalists and they've got their list of questions and you might have just answered the next one but they didn't hear it and now they're asking and you think oh god you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, because they're not highly sensitive.
1: <laughs> uh, now, that's not to say that we don't love the 80 percenters. Of <laughs> I
2: course, i married to one. <laughs>
1: uh, in fact, that reminds me one time when you talk about your husband, one time I was complaining and, you know, just about turning myself inside out. And, you um, know, it was something that he'd done or not done. And, um, I don't know if I can swear online, but anyway. <laughs> and he turned around and he said, Cheryl, he said, that's your shit. Deal with it. It's not mine. <laughs>
2: Yes. Well, I will say understanding that I am highly sensitive probably has like really saved my marriage. You know, it just goes back to, again, knowing yourself. And once I really understood like why I would have different responses to, I don't know, pretty much anything and everything that we would do together, then I could communicate it, which is of course the next important step right whether in business or out of out of business and so then my husband could understand it and now he's not wondering you know like why is this making her so miserable when I'm having such a great time and I'm not thinking why does he hate me so much if he wants me to do this awful thing that's like he's really enjoying and so you know we don't have those conversations anymore which is nice
1: oh I love it I love it and that that is just such great advice there listeners if you if you're getting this whether you're highly sensitive or not having that conversation and telling people what's happening for you take the guesswork out of it because often yes. you'll get it wrong yeah. Yes,
2: yes yes
1: okay well I think that's a really good time for us to have a quick break and when we come back Heather let's look at some of the highly sensitive entrepreneur coping mechanisms and why it's important to understand these if you are highly sensitive stay with us and we'll be right back
0: Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Yield Business Lifestyle.
3: Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve.
0: are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now back to Reclaim Your Freedom.
1: Welcome back. Well, we are getting such gold today from Heather Dominic. Heather is the founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement and we've been talking about what it's like for highly sensitive entrepreneurs being in business and really struggling to do it the typical traditional way you know it's not our way it's not our strength and and Heather has identified this and has created a body of work to help people that are highly sensitive and particular Entrepreneurs, so Heather. Let me ask you: You're the founder and leader of the highly success, um, highly successful. Well, we are highly successful. <laughs> the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. Why a movement?
2: Yeah, so appreciate that question. Well, when I really began this work, I was so profoundly, personally touched by how liberating it. Was for myself as well as those that I was coaching with at the time to literally, you know, have this opening to approach being able to be in di- business differently and then to be able to receive the rewards of being in business uh, as well. And I would say what came from that or following that was the realization of how much this is needed in our world right now that we need people we need highly sensitives who are willing to be in business differently and yes the old paradigm the 80 percent way has worked for those 80 percenters up until a certain point it's gotten us to a certain place but i think we could can all look around, no matter what side of the world we live on, and things aren't so great. Things aren't so bright. And we are in the need of what highly sensitives can bring to the world, and especially through the vehicle of business. One of the teachings that Dr. Aaron shares is she refers to those of us who are highly sensitive as the royal advisors. And she describes that because of our traits, we are the 20% who are literally brought to this world to bring balance to those other 80% that she refers to as the warrior kings and queens. So we are literally needed. We can't be available to step into that royal advisor role if we're all balled up in our coping mechanisms, which I know we're going to talk about in a moment, and we're literally keeping ourselves hidden from the world. And so that's where the movement comes in, is it is time. It is time for a new way. And the way that we can serve as highly sensitives is so desperately needed right now.
1: Yeah, and you know, that term, the royal advisors, really resonates with me. And if you think about the warrior kings and queens going out there, they They'll take the action, and yet I, I was just imagining, as you were saying that, that they actually do come and sit down with the royal advisors and talk, either after the action or before the next action. Um, they, yes. do, yeah, really do need to have that. Um,
2: exactly, they need the alternate perspective. And I think again, we can all look around and we can see what happens when warriors are out there just doing their warrior thing without the balance. You know, there's it's a whole lot of clashing and crashing and warring and not helpful.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting too that you say that because I've noticed recently that um, for years I've been doing this work but not able to articulate what it was and it came to me just a couple of months ago and I said to somebody, you know, I spend the, I work with a lot of CEOs and and business owners and, and leaders and I said, I spend the majority of my time advocating for their people. And they mm-hmm. said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm not sticking up for them as such, because sometimes their behavior is inappropriate. But I'm helping the CEOs and the leaders to actually understand the people and see where they're coming from. Because sometimes it's like they just have no clue.
2: <laughs> so awesome. It's so beautiful. So moving, Shirley. It's so needed. Thank goodness you're out there. <laughs> It's exactly, exactly what I'm speaking about.
1: Uh, well, we need, we need for the other 20% people to come out. So what are the coping mechanisms and then how do we move from, cre- from coping into creativity?
2: Absolutely. So there's really three coping mechanisms that I've discovered for HSEs. There's the coping mechanism of pushing, And what that means is if you tend towards the coping mechanism of pushing as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, you will get done what an 80%er gets done, but it will come at a very high cost for you. So if we go back to your earlier story of the nine o'clock prep for or creation of a presentation for the following day, as I was listening to that story, I was like, oh, I was like cringing inside. And part of the reason I was cringing inside is because I'm a recovering pusher. And I know that if the, back in those days, right, back into the days that brought me to that dark night of the soul, I would have done that. I would have absolutely pushed my way through to get that done. And I would have been, you know, practically on the floor and unavailable and unhappy. Uh, you know, unhelpful to anyone the next day or once the presentation was done. Mm-hmm. I can literally remember giving presentations early in in my uh, self employed career. You know, I was speaking to a lot of corporations at that time, and I would come home from giving a maybe a ninety minute talk, and I would have to be in the bathtub with a washcloth over my eyes, trying to recover from a migraine headache for. Hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, a pusher will get done what the other 80% gets done, but it will come at a high cost to their highly sensitive system. The other coping mechanism is the coping mechanism of hiding. And so this is when an HSE intellectually understands what they need to do to move the business forward and they will find every possible way to not do it. And (laughs) typically that will show up in some form of martyrdom where they're taking care of their spouse or their in-laws or their neighbor or their neighbor's hamster, or they will be the one doing laundry for everyone and all of these other activities. And then suddenly it's the end of the business day and, Oh gosh, I just didn't get around to, you know, actually putting that teleclass together or whatever. It was.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. only yesterday I said to a friend of mine I would take her down for a surgery, <laughs> which would take.
2: Uh-huh. her Yes. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Yes. You're right. Okay, so then the third coping mechanism is what I call the combo platter. And that is where you tend to flip flop between the two, between pushing and hiding and pushing and hiding. And I like to say that that's the HSE definition of insanity uh, because you will literally drive yourself crazy. You've got one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake, and you're wondering why you're not going anywhere. And so these coping mechanisms. For all of us who are highly sensitive, have been developed unconsciously over time, all in an attempt to keep ourselves safe. Probably, again, we aren't aware of the fact that we've been doing this, but we have been aware, again, unconsciously or maybe consciously, that we're different. And we have developed these coping mechanisms to, quote unquote, not be found out right, and to keep ourselves from having to either admit to the overwhelm, uh, for example, which is a very common HSE shadow, and that would be the pusher, or we keep ourselves from even possibly becoming overwhelmed out of the fear of what will happen if we can't handle it. Again, all to try to protect ourselves, all to try to keep ourselves safe obviously, hopefully, as everyone is listening, you can clearly hear that this is not a really valuable and productive place to build a business from. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's important that we can be able to identify the coping mechanism that you tend to default to and then identify what I refer to as the coping cycle so that you can catch yourself when you're in it. And then you can begin to retrain yourself, again, that, that creation of that different perspective so that you can find your way out of it and begin to approach things in a different way. A way that, again, as we've said, is about creating rather than coping.
1: Okay. So, um, say for the the people that hide, and you know they'll go and look after everybody else instead of making that sales call or instead of putting right. that post on Facebook like we yes. know we should. So, yes. so how would we approach it then? In in a different way like we become aware of it and you go okay i know i'm doing this so put the laundry down um right. stop making the cups of tea for everybody well, right. what, yeah so ha, so how do we do it without then becoming like a pusher that says right go and get it done right absolutely
2: exactly because i always say this you know at my training retreats and especially when i'm going more deeply into the coping cycle and coping mechanism i always say you know, one coping mechanism is not better than another because you always get the hiders and they're like, oh, I wish I was a pusher. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and the pushers are like, oh, I wish I was a hider. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, the idea is to step out of the cycle. So I love the example that you gave um, because really the way out of the cycle is what I refer to as the Iuk process of transformation, and that is A-U-K. And what that stands for is awareness, understanding, and knowing. So that describes the process of how you begin to interpret the information of a moment of a situation and then how you begin to work with the information of a moment or a situation. So awareness is definitely the first step. You have the awareness, okay, I am making everyone a cup of tea rather than making that sales call. And then the next step would be to, you can use some of the tools that I teach which help you to manage your energy, to bring you to a place of understanding more of what's happening in that moment. Why am I doing this? What am I trying to avoid, right? What am I afraid might happen? And then you begin to go through the process of understanding to knowing. And this is really the the lengthy part of the process that you delve into over and over and over again, over time where you're taking choices, making, excuse me, making choices and taking actions to move you from understanding to knowing. So we go back to making the tea rather than the sales call and we make a choice. We have the awareness, we have the understanding and then we make a choice. What do I want in this moment? Well, I really want to you know, be able to serve through my business. Am I going to get that by making everyone a cup of tea? No. So am I willing to make a sales call? Yes. And then you take an action. And again, that is done over and over again as building of any muscle till you get to a place where there's a stronger knowing, a boundary can be set with all of the tea drinkers, uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, very clearly in a way that feels grounded for you. And and that is the process. And you continue through that process, again, consistently as a core practice, um, which are, you know, two of the primary elements that I say are so important for HSC success, that consistency, that core practice. And then you're literally in that process of retraining yourself into doing it in a different way. Um, but you'll, you know, you'll go around in the cycle because that's part of what happens. It's just part of what transformation is. And then the, the period of time, the length of time that, that happens between when you find yourself in the cycle and when you catch yourself becomes shorter and shorter and shorter until then it's not even there anymore.
1: Oh, I love that. I love it. Absolutely, yeah, and I, I can I can see now that that I have been making some changes as I've been, uh, not knowing, of course, that I was doing an IUK as you call it. Um, but one of my defaults would be that I would always expect that people wouldn't want to pay what I was asking. And Mm -hmm. so I would either say no before they did um, and not ask, or I would discount it as soon as I opened my mouth. And so um, recently in a conversation, I mentioned to somebody, well, this is what we're going to do and this is the investment. And he said, yep, okay that's what i thought it would be and inside i was like oh <laughs>
2: great yes yeah that's so great and you really just described something so common for so many highly sensitive. You know, again, it's when, when our strengths slip into our shadows. And one of the shadows that I speak about is over responsibility, right? And we so badly want to help or we so badly want to serve. And we fall into that limiting belief that we have to sacrifice ourselves in order, for be, in order to be able to do that. Um, but we don't. And being over-responsible only actually robs the other person of the opportunity to be responsible for their own feelings, their own experience, their own decision about investing in your service and, you know, paying what it costs.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the way that you've put that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take uh, one last break, and then when we come back, let's, for our listeners who aren't HSCs live with um, who live with us and work with us and employ us what advice do you have and also where can people find out more about you and this fascinating topic and movement stay with us and we'll be right back
0: Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle
3: do you want to get the media to notice you your brand or your business just Toddfeld says it's easier than you think He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve.
0: You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom.
1: Welcome back. Well, we've been learning today from Heather Dominic, who is the founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. And this is a conversation that is really important and relevant in today's world, particularly as business is changing and a lot of people are becoming self-employed, the entrepreneurs and some of what we've been learning on the sales skills and how to run a business doesn't actually fit with at least 20% of us. So we've been talking about the highly sensitive entrepreneurs today, Heather. What about for our listeners who are not highly sensitive, but the 80% of entrepreneurs who live with us, employ us, buy from us, or we buy from them, what advice do you have?
2: Yes, absolutely. You mean outside of what's wrong with you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. So, this really goes back to Royal Advisor and Warrior King and Queen, and how really both are needed to really experience the balance that our world thrives on, um, from the macro right down to the, the micro. And so first and foremost is the willingness. And as A Course in Miracles says, is all you need to create change is just a little bit of willingness, not even a lot, just a little, little bit, the willingness to recognize that there's actually value in our differences. Mm-hmm. And so for, again, those of us who are are highly sensitive, as I mentioned earlier, that really starts with you. And that's where a lot of HSEs trip up, is they know that they're different, they want to be understood, and then they silently expect others to do exactly that and then are frustrated and resentful when they don't. But we must be our own best advocates, and that first starts with being your own best advocate to and for yourself, and then being able to communicate how your different approach, how your different skills, your different traits, your different strengths, can really be valuable and can really be used in any type of relationship. Again, whether marriage, as we were talking about earlier, or in the boardroom, or when serving on a committee, or just serving a one-on-one client. And Through our willingness to be in that conversation, to start that conversation, that's part of the movement that we were talking about earlier. And that's part of then where the change and the harmony and the abundance that can come from that balance of 80 percenters and 20 percenters really has the opportunity to be born.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So so first up, what you're saying then is um, in, in one way, it really is coming back to the HSE uh, or even highly sensitive people, even if they're not entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. as you said to be willing um, to recognize the value in our differences and you were saying it starts with us. So even though we know we're different, we expect other people to treat us differently and yet we're not saying anything, which, of course, then leads to that frustration and resentment. And, right. yeah, and I, I know I've heard myself say that to before, like, how come they don't get this, you know? Yeah. How come they don't see this? Um, but they don't. And so then you're saying be the, our own best advocate. And so yeah. to communicate then the value of our strengths and skills. Yeah. So, yeah. So the willingness. Yeah. The advocacy and the communication and starting that yes, conversation.
2: Absolutely, and it's what I teach. Uh, I refer to as taking personal responsibility rather than taking things personally.
1: Oh, I'm going to write that down. Taking personal responsibility rather than taking things personally.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah, 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 and that's funny because I, you know, I often would um misread something and take it personally and then react to it when of course the 80 percent person meant nothing of the kind exactly exactly as my Mm -hmm. husband says you know that's your shit you deal with it (laughs) (laughs) i love those husbands (laughs) Uh, yes (laughs) so heather what are some next steps hse's can take and then where can people engage with you and learn more
2: Yes, yes. Well, I would definitely say if, as you've been listening, you're having that inkling of, hmm, I don't know, Heather and Shirley really sound like they're talking about me, um, then I would definitely recommend taking the HSE quiz that I've created um, that will, first of all, help you to identify if you are an HSE. And then if you are an HSE, Are you somewhat of an HSE or are you a super HSE? or if you're like me and you're a super uber HSE. <laughs> and then depending on you know where you fall in the spectrum, you'll receive a free HSE success guide that will give you those first steps, how to begin to work with this new understanding uh, about yourself so you can bring your pla- yourself to that place of knowing that we were speaking about earlier. And um, I always like to say it's called the HSE quiz, but it's really more of an assessment and a self discovery process. So if you have test trauma from back in grade school, <laughs> this is not one of those tests. Um, it's actually a really enjoyable and valuable experience. And you can find that at www.hsequiz.com. Just hsequiz.com.
1: Yeah, and I'll highly recommend you to do it. I, it doesn't take that long and then you get your results really, really quickly and, you know, it is. It's so, it, it's, well, I found it really inspirational because it was like, well, there it is in writing. Yep, I'm not weird. And, uh, <laughs> and see, I just wanted to show everybody. See, there it is. There's my results. And then, of course, with your um, guide, the success guide of things that people can do. All right, so you want to go to HSE Quiz Dot .com any last comments heather before we wrap up
2: i so appreciate you and this conversation and you know your willingness to share and i'm so glad that the quiz was inspiring to you and and again just really appreciate you and i just love that you're out there working with the corporate people because that's so much of where that royal advisor energy is needed so this has been great thank you so much
1: Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome, Heather. Well, that's it for us today. As always, I encourage you to think about what Heather shared with us today and whether you resonate as being a highly sensitive entrepreneur or you know one or two, this week I encourage you to celebrate the difference and incorporate more sensitivity and creativity into your business as you continue to create your ideal business lifestyle.
0: Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show.